And we're back. Happy hey. wines and wins. Happy wines and wins, everybody. Oh, we have a very sad announcement that our lovely Nina Parr will not be with us today. She is unavailable. So you just get a two-piece today. Um, Nina, you will be missed. Uh, our show is unofficially sponsored by... I have to reach it. The fanciest <gasps> of wines. Only the best of wines. Grand Estates Columbia Crest. It doesn't even sound... That it doesn't sounds, even have a fancy name. That sounds like some Game of Thrones shit. It kind of does. Columbia Crest. Columbia Crest. From it, the house, it might house as well Columbia. say convenience store. Convenience wine. store Crest. Uh, it's a delicious Columbia Valley Merlot. Um, I don't discriminate against wine. It and tastes good to me, I honestly. Have, yeah. I don't really have a sophisticated wine palette. I, I enjoy, I really enjoy, I've always enjoyed CVS wines, um, to be honest, yeah. I really have. And yeah. I've even gone to wine country and done wine tasting. Remember when we used to go to Whole Foods all the time and get the, like, what was that brand? They were all $3. <laughs> it was oh my God. awesome. Oh, well, we used, I mean, there's two Something Chuck. to do with a wish. Something Nina Parr wish. would know. Nina. I know she would. God, we're already missing When you her. hear this, text us and tell us what that wine was called. Yeah, and then we'll talk about it on the next... It's not like she's going to hear this in real time. <laughs> we are I said be- when she listens, oh, text okay. us. <laughs> I thought you were expecting her to text us in like five minutes. No. Um, we'll, we'll follow up and that will be our recommendation. I know, and this is regrettable, but Nina will also remember this. So we went through a phase in the beginning of college, I'm kind of embarrassed to say, where... We drank a lot of uh, Arbor Mist. <laughs> Do you know what Arbor Mist <laughs> yeah, is? Yeah, I know what Arbor Mist is. It's like is. the cheap wine coolers that they try to pass off as a real wine. Yeah. It's and, like uh, Boone's Farm, which I drank yes. in high school. It's like Boone's Farm. Does Boone's Farm still exist? Is that around? I think so. I mean, I'm yeah. way too sophisticated Otherwise, what are now high to know. Drinking? I've graduated to Columbia Crest. Columbia Crest. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's, I always wonder, like, who the heck is drinking that, like, Smirnoff Ice? Oh, yeah. It's like 19 and 20 year olds. Yeah. Who are keeping them in business. What is palatable to children? 19 and 20 year olds <laughs> and, like, f- middle aged soccer moms yep. probably drink that stuff too. No, no shade. If you enjoy it, then that's all good on you. Cheers we enjoy to our you. cheap wine. We hope you're drinking some right now. <laughs> we hope you are. So, uh, weekend stuff. We were just kind of talking off mic about how both of us had a really pretty boring weekend. Low-key. Low-key weekend. What did well, you do? Well, I didn't have a lot of plans, um, which, again, we've talked about is sometimes nice because I kind of over-program myself often. So, when I have a weekend where I have not committed to something, it's a little bit of a relief. I'm thinking to myself, I can maybe just sleep in or relax. But this weekend was one of those. And we worked on, um, Kamal and I worked on a lot of recipes because I'm on this diet, the keto diet. We're both on it. But it's. Ba- have you heard of it? I feel like you've told me about this okay. before, but I get, I have to admit, I get all of the diets confused, I know. like the specific diets. I'm like, yeah. I think I'm getting it confused in my head right now with paleo. It's similar, but keto is more, um, it is low carb, grain free, but it's focused on fats. So you can eat high fat. And the idea is your body is supposed to like switch to burning fat over carbs. You kind of trick your body into burning fat. Um, Anyways, backstory, Google it, keto diet. But we worked on some new recipes because it gets really hard when you're not eating carbs because every convenient food or like food that people in America crave, our cuisine is just full of carbs. So when it gets really challenging, it's nice to have these like go-to things you can make to substitute. So um, as you are aware with your diet, (laughs) having substitutes is key. But we worked on keto bagels and they were so good so we figured out this recipe when i say we i really mean kamal because i don't cook at all um but i watched <laughs> and a really good <laughs> i watched um well i i didn't really watch but i ate them and they were you good made bagels at home Is that yeah hard? no not the keto kind because it's no grain or anything so it's, it doesn't sound like the ingredients are like me. almond flour that's key for this diet almond flour cream cheese I think mozzarella cheese, stuff like that. And you can make bread products and it holds together 
and it the cheese like like very weird bread it it tastes so good. I know it wouldn't oh, yeah. to you because you hate cheese, but if you've ever like had mozzarella. people people out there, if you've ever had um like an Asiago bagel, how the cheese gets like crusty on top, that's what it tastes like. But the whole bagel is tastes like that. Like a cheese bread kind of vibe. So we figured out how to make those, so that's a nice thing to have. And we made um a keto pizza with like a similar crust. And then you can put any toppings. So we were just kind of we were like keto kitchen this this weekend, mastering cool recipes. So that's how cool I am. I'm awesome. Not lame at all. <laughs> I'm awesome. And I barely did it. I just kind of watched TV. Oh, I watched the entire OJ series. That OJ series Which I one? think you were telling me about. The ESPN one or the... The ESPN 30 for 30. <gasps> it's called OJ Made in it's America. It's like three parts, but they're each like ungodly long. Yeah. Each part yes. is like three hours. Yes, I watched the so entire good. thing. It's so good. Oh my God. It took me like a day and a half and I just best day couldn't tear, tear myself away from it. It is the best... This is not my recommendation, but uh, it is a recommendation. It was the best OJ documentary I've seen, and I've seen them all. Honey. Also, just like an incredibly thorough. There, it gives you all the context thorough. of the time, the era, his background, like the background of LA at the time, yeah, the background of everything, like, race in LA, and like how everything played into that trial. Yeah, media. It gives you so much and the context. aftermath. I mean, like there, there was like a whole half of one of those three-hour episodes about like the aftermath of the trial and yeah, and where how he, he went on to still be arrested. And, yeah, um, I think he's very up. bizarre circumstances. I think he's supposed to be getting out in 2018. I would be very surprised because he got sentenced to a lot of years. I think he's up for parole. Ugh. Anyways, I don't, that's I don't, a terrifying thought. OJ I don't Simpson think that he would be paroled honestly. out in the world. Yeah, I don't know. He's, you know, what I think is interesting about that is that you really kind of see it gives you this portrait of this person who it seems like really feels like they have nothing to lose, like really feels like they can't do wrong, right. kind of. Yeah, and and I think believing his own lies, yes, a lot. Yeah, I very see that throughout. Extremely. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that's such a good one. Yeah. Oh, watch the whole thing. I definitely recommend it. I some graphic autopsy photos. Very good. Yeah. So be careful. Be careful with that because they show everything. I have a high threshold and I still am slightly haunted by some of the images. Yeah. I was thinking about it the other day. too. I was like, oh, I can't unsee that. You can't. You really can't. Yeah. But um, I feel like kind of necessary for the story they were telling and um how sad it was these two people and i feel like the poor goldman family i mean that family i feel like they 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 probably feel as though it the whole dialogue is about oj and nicole mm-hmm. and their son who was also brutally murdered by doing nothing literally like wrong place wrong time yeah showed up to a, a friendly acquaintance's home was just gonna drop something off like, and walked into like wrong a place wrong time and just happened to be like brutally horrific. murdered yeah and it just seems like he was always kind of referred to like oh yeah the other guy yeah like, the other guy who was murdered it was nicole and then it was that other guy yeah and it's like they've been working their asses off for the past you know like 25 years really trying to like give his life a legacy and so that's yeah kind of a cool thing to see too because they talk very intensely with um the goldmans about kind of their journey and um and everything so that was kind of interesting but oh that's such a good weekend watch too yeah if you've got a weekend to kill time get on that there you go i watched it on hulu i think so it's on hulu right now yeah i think i watched it on the same yeah Yeah. very good did you do anything else no just eat cheesy bagels i just ate watch oj cheesy fake bread and watched oj but I can't complain about that. That's no, it sounds like a good weekend awesome. to me. Um, I, I did very similar things. Actually, like it is crazy how similar my weekend is to yours. Uh, <laughs> Except you did not eat cheese uh, bagels. No, I didn't. But I ate everything else. Trust me. Um, <laughs> so, so I also so Travis was out of town. Um, it's a complicated situation. He came back for f- literally a few hours on Sunday, and I had to leave Monday morning for work in California. So. Uh, 
we seriously actually chit-chatted for like 20 minutes on Sunday night and then both went to sleep and then he left. So that kind of sucked. But um, yeah, I feel like I did the same thing. I watched a lot of TV. Um, it was so hot outside this weekend. So I tried to go outside and take walks and um, tried to be active. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I was somewhat... I was going to go for runs and then I would get outside and it would be so hot that I would just go for like a long walk. Yeah. Um, I planned on biking every day this weekend and every day I bailed. Yeah. It was worse. It was I'm so humid. It was so hot though. I was like, night. I don't know if I'm going to survive out there. No, it was so humid. I think on Saturday I went out for a walk at five and or like five or five thirty and it was still almost 90 degrees. Yeah. It was crazy. So, and then, oh my God, it's just June. It's just now June. Yeah. It's crazy. So, so hot already here. Yeah. So I didn't really do anything. I um, went for drinks with my cousin on Friday, just at Motor, um, which was fun. And then Saturday, oh my God, Saturday, I like deep cleaned around the house. That's which the felt, best. It felt really good to do that. Um, so I did that. And then I just uh, went out, watched some of the FC game, FC, FC Cincinnati game, Um at Ryan House with again with my co- I spent a lot of time with my cousin when Travis is out of town he's like my buddy to hang out with yeah. you know um so he's always down for a drink and so am I and I think we just are both very similar in that way so um so that was fun and I came back on uh Saturday night and oh I went to the grocery store on what oh not till Sunday I don't think anyway the most exciting thing that happened to me this weekend was that I revisited i also watched some documentaries and stuff but now that we have hbo i revisited the paradise lost trilogy oh that's so funny because that came up in conversation for me the other day oh really yeah have you seen it yeah but it's funny that you were watching it when it came up again yeah i well i was uh looking at documentaries on hbo and i'm trying to like go through a lot of them so good and that one is so good and so haunting like that whole case especially because it's never going to be solved like that's what freaks me out that's the weirdest part but it was it's so it's such a haunting case and so i went back and i watched um and those are it's a three-parter but each of them are like almost three hours so i went back and watched um over the course of saturday night to sunday uh like two and a half of those and um watched some other documentaries which i will mention later in my recommendations and um yeah just drank did some day drinking <laughs> i mean all in all it was okay <laughs> uh slept in it was it was pretty nice um so that's pretty much what i did not very exciting weekends but but very um, wines and wins appropriate weekend yes but i do have to get into my wine because it's i feel like it's a story that's going to make you laugh a lot um so oh my god you guys so this wine happened right after the show uh, we, so we record Wines and Wins on Tuesday nights, and last week we recorded, we wrapped the show, Nina and Ashley left, and uh, Travis is gone, so I just remembered, like, oh, I need to run down and check the mail, because I forgot to check the mail when I got in. So I run down to the mailbox, and without even thinking, I think it was maybe like the couple of glasses of wine that I had during the course of the podcast, I don't know, but without even thinking, I just when I walked out the door, turned the lock to the bottom knob, to the knob, not the actual, we have two locks, but I turned the knob lock without grabbing my keys. And I just like walked out the door and didn't even think about it. And I, I get nothing. that though, because that becomes habit uh, when you, yes, when you walk through the door, sometimes I find myself just automatically doing that. Mm-hmm. And then I have to stop and think, do I need to come back in? <laughs> well, I usually keep my keys because you got me this really awesome keychain that I actually love and use all the time. That like awesome, that huge safety, safety pin. pin. Yeah. I always, I usually keep my keys with that, like fastened to the outside of my purse. Yeah. And so everywhere I take my purse, I take my keys yeah. automatically. I don't even think about it. So I did not take my keys and I get down there and I check the mail and I come back up and obviously the door's locked. And I was like, motherfucker, luckily, seriously so luckily luckily <laughs> oh that's that's very funny uh comedy is key here see Ooh, what i did key? So- <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway Woof. so we've lost all of our listeners um <laughs> l- seriously so lucky that i had my phone in my pocket yeah really and so i so i sat out in front of the 
in front of my door and i'm like looking for 24-hour locksmiths because by this time it's like almost eight o'clock and so i get this 24-hour locksmith who's like oh yeah i'm right down the street from you i'll uh be there in like 20 minutes and i was like oh okay thank you so much and he was like, and by the way, this is going to set you back about $85. Ugh. And I'm like, motherfuck. And like, I knew. 80, you're just like, if I would have just thought for a minute, I could have saved $85. So for a person on a budget, $85, that's like my student loan payment for a month. I was like, God damn it. I was so pissed. So, that is the worst feeling. Yeah. So I was just like, fine. fine. I mean, what am I going to do? Say no and like sleep out on the rug? Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. Fine. Come. So he gets to my apartment or my my condo They building. could charge so much more if you think about it. Because what mm. what else are you going to do? I feel like they could charge so much less. But I mean, they, they can should charge, charge less, but they could technically because charge like 200 and you'd be like, all right, I guess. I mean, what am I going to yeah, do? Exactly. Like, but seriously, the time he spent actually unlocking my door, three minutes. Like, so, I mean, I paid you $85 for it was more of a tax. It was like 90 bucks. But, like, seriously, I paid you $85 to unlock my door, and it took three minutes to do it. Anyway, so, no, the real reason, okay, that part is all a whine. That's all, that all sucks. But the part that was really a whine was the fact that this locksmith was such a creepy motherfucker. Creeper. Like, gave me the willies. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen um, the episode of Broad City. It's in season one, where... I've seen them all. Where okay, well, I've seen them all multiple, multiple times. times. <laughs> but in season one, there's like a really good episode where Alana like loses her keys and they can't get back, and they just yeah. need to bat- Bed Bath and Beyond, and they have like all this Bed Bath and Beyond shit. Yeah, and so she can't get I in, and they that. call the locksmith, but he's like so creepy that they don't want him to know where she lives. Why so they- are they all creepy? So they, I've had one before who was awesome. Like I had a guy from Acme Lock come out, super nice guy did not charge me very much and was not creepy at all that's awesome so it is possible but this this guy was he was not reminiscent of the creepy guy from broad city he was creepier to me because i pay attention to like serial killer shit and he just seemed like a normal guy who was like weirdly creepy like he wasn't on the out outwardly Mm -hmm. creepy but he seemed like he could have been like a sunday school teacher or something Mm. but then also just like asking a lot of questions and making a lot of weird jokes and yeah like when he got here and he was just like oh because i said on the phone to the dis to, to the person who was like working in the office to connect me to somebody mm-hmm. i was like i must have just said like oh i'm such an idiot like lock myself out the only set of keys is on my boyfriend like he's gone so he gets there and he's like so where's your boyfriend and i was just like uh-huh. i was just like oh he's he's just not here right now and he was like, oh, he, was like, like, he just went to the grocery like, store. He'll be here any minute. Oh, my God. And I should have said that. And then, again, I'm an idiot. So I was just like, oh, he's just not here right now. And so he was just like, oh, so you're just, you're just here alone? Which I'm like, OK, like enough questions. Mm-hmm. And so then he opened. You think they'd have some sort of training? Like when you're going into people's oh, homes, here God. are the questions that alarm people. <laughs> and I and now that now that I have it in hindsight, now that it's been a few days, and I haven't been murdered. Um, I don't. I, don't, I think he was genu- genuinely just trying to make conversation, but it came off as really fucking creepy. Yeah. Because if you're a woman, you know what it feels like to just be creeped out and be weary all the or time. Or just have dudes. to be super self-aware. Yes. So, so we get in. It, again, three minutes later, we get into the condo. And I had said when he like first got there and he was like jiggling the handle and everything, like, oh, the cat's probably like freaking out in there. She probably has no idea what's going on. So, like, we get in, and the cat's in there, and he just starts, like, talking to my cat and being like, hey, hey, come here. Like, calling her over, and I'm just like, no, I don't want you to play with my cat. Like, I want to pay you, and I want you to Your leave. Your cat does not want to play with him. That's for sure. She didn't either. So, <laughs> she, she's, she's a good judge. Very, like, standoffish. So, so, then he, like, is turning the knob, and he was like, this is a little loose. You got a screwdriver in here somewhere? I can, uh, I can tighten this up for you. And I knew I'd have to go into the office to get it. And I'm just like, I don't want to turn my back on this guy. So I was just like, it's okay. Like, I'll, oh, it's, I'm sure it's fine. I'll, like, my boyfriend will type it, tighten it up. And he was like, well, I'm right here. You got a Phillips head? And I'm like, okay. So I, like, grabbed a screwdriver and I gave it to him. And he, like, tightens up the lock or whatever. And so he's just like, blah, blah, blah. Like, making conversation. Like, oh, I never noticed there was a bar over here. Yeah. They, like, I never noticed there was condos over here over this. Blah, blah, blah. All the while, like, I'm giving him my card, and he's, like, taking his time, punching everything in. Um, so I was just like, okay, thanks. And uh, and then he left. But I'm not kidding you. 
like if there's one person you don't want to know where you live it's a fucking locksmith totally like what am i gonna do lock my doors yep so uh it was needless to say it was very hard to go to sleep that night yeah and i (laughs) slept i'm so paranoid i slept with one of the kitchen knives on like the um on the bed like next to the mattress yeah i was like really freaked out and i texted it was funny too because i texted travis about it and he was like i'm sure it's fine I'm like great thanks for being worried for me yeah i think it's I just a different murdered. mindset i feel <laughs> like, like women often have a different mindset about that sort of thing and it sucks i don't know but i was but so freaked out it's i mean it sucks because there's it's unfortunate he could be the nicest guy ever the nicest guy in the world it means no harm but right because of the things that have happened to people and just history teaches us that this is something we have to be so alert about and just it's alarming when these types of things happen i don't think that i've ever had um a delivery per a delivery man um movers men who like move you um i know what a mover yeah a mover. <laughs> it sounded weird when i said it like a mover do people know what that means like moving you person whose career is moving (laughs) like he doesn't move me emotionally he like moves my my things my belongings um i've never had one that wasn't hitting on me the entire time and that's one time i told i think i told you like one time i had a guy deliver a piece of furniture and then um shortly after that he friended me on facebook so he had to have found my name from my signal like i signed for it he had to have looked my name up that is so fucking creepy from my signature like that shit is creepy right there that's just that's the type of stuff that freaks you out and unfortunately it makes you like wary of every person coming near your home like you just have to be alert and i know it sucks because that could have been the nicest guy ever and he was I, just trying to help yeah. out and be nice but and again, that wa- is not the world we live in i honey watch buns. Too, i watch and listen to too much true crime shit that I think oh it, me too that'll makes me a get you paranoid, paranoid as fuck but at the same time i'd rather be paranoid and be slightly bitchy than be murdered i mean i always think it's those types of things that happen in these true crime things where it's like that seems like an ordinary thing and then the one time you just trust somebody or it feels ordinary enough is the time that you end up dead like how many no reason how many times did a woman being nice to a stranger end up in her being murdered like a lot in those stories in history that's yeah it sucks but i I totally understand that fear i've Anyway, that was my story, and it literally haunted me for the first half of this week. And then I kind of got over it because I'm like, okay. Yeah, the next day we got a text that was like, I'm alive, guys. (laughs) We were like, oh my God. I'm like, after a few days, I'm like, okay, he can assume that my boyfriend's back now. So hopefully that means he's not coming. Anyway, anyway, so that was my very long wine. I'll let you take it away. That was quite a saga. Yes. And it started immediately after this pod last week. Immediately. So my wine is not a personal wine. Well, it's personally annoying to me, but it's just a wine for the world right now. It's so a world wine, the, a world wine. You, we all know that Ariana Grande concert for Manchester and um, how great. I feel like that was a really wonderful thing that they did. And then, you know, my heart goes out to um, London right now and all of uh, the horrible things going on. And luckily they still they decided to go on with this manchester concert even though there are more terrorist attacks and more horrible things going on um and i mean for ariana like probably memories that are not that distant that just happened a few weeks ago very emotionally disturbing i'm sure for her and they did this concert that was such a great thing and they were they um, emailed and reached out to everybody who was at the Manchester concert to give them free tickets to this concert. Mm -hmm. Um, And my wine is that it turns out they had over 10,000 people, 10,000 people submit fake claims to get free tickets. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Now that you're mentioning this, I did hear about this. And that is so shitty. It's just that type of obnoxious shit. Petty. It's petty and it's so, so annoying and it's in the in light of all of the tragic stuff going on you're really going to be like I'm going to get free tickets to a concert. And so they then it made it 10 times harder for the people putting on this concert because they had to try to weed out mm-hmm. the people who were uh, making fake claims and try to make sure that the people who actually should be getting these free tickets got tickets. And then all of these free tickets that were given out 
accidentally to people making fake claims end That's up being be... inflated and sold oh, yeah. for more That's money. That's what I heard about. Scalpers. It was like the reselling of the tickets. Yeah. Like, that to me was like disgusting. Come on, people. That's my world. That's literally Get it together. Prof- like literally profiting off of like people Tragedy. dying. Children, Children. dying. Yeah. I that's what I heard. I heard that a bunch of tickets were bought up in the first like minute and then they all sort out sold out in like less than ten minutes or something. And yeah. then people were trying to resell them for a huge profit. Yeah. In and, light of all the d- complete tragedy going on in the yeah. world, this is a very small thing, but it was just one of those things that just when I read it just yeah, irritated the shit out of me. I was like, come on. And I don't care. Like, okay, if people want to scalp, I usually like who fucking cares? Because to me it's like if you're taking money away from like a humongous well i work in ticketing and no i, well, I hate that shit <laughs> well okay but you work for a small nonprofit. i'm saying if you work if you're if you're um scalping like nfl tickets or um not to put the nfl on the spot but if you're scalping something that's like a huge money making very rich organization yeah i don't care as much but it's but to you me know what? it's like okay this was the benefit but money you know what a lot of the people scalping are selling fake things invalid tickets oh, yeah. and so they're I, yeah. screwing people because well, they get that. in terrible. there or they get to the box office or they get wherever and they can't use the tickets, and they yeah. use the tickets. it's a fake ticket but they've already made they've so- sold it for like triple the regular price right and they get there and they don't have a seat it's so the whole thing yeah. is so shitty like don't do that to people yeah come on okay just say no worldwide just say no to scalping she's she made a believer out of me and especially for a charitable fucking event okay support the cause be a grown-up and do the right thing. Um, so we're going to get on to a bit of a lighter note here with our wins. And I know we've been talking about witches lately and witchcraft. And I got to say, I don't know. Maybe I've got a little bit of a witch in me. <gasps> You're a witch too. We're all witches. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe some of your like witch dust. We heard our friend Jocelyn's a witch, witch too. Witch fairy dust has like scampered over the table and like come onto my body. And maybe I'm, that's what's helping me. Yeah. I'm sending your my presence. witchy vibes to everybody. So, um, so... I don't know what's going on, but uh, I usually I have been kind of off the wagon when it comes to like eating healthy. I mean, I've been I haven't been eating terribly, but for me, I went from eating like super healthy before Louisville to eating mostly healthy, but then like just all all bets are off on the weekends for the most part. Like all bets are off. So that's the kind of lifestyle uh, I aspire to. So (laughs) usually, and I still have been exercising, but admittedly it hasn't been, I was doing like five days a week and I haven't been doing that. I've been doing like two to three days a week the past few weeks and I, I haven't been losing weight, but I have not been gaining, I've not gained any weight since I like went off of the really cool. And I love that. And I mean, if you know me, like usually I eat a saltine and I gain like a half a pound. So, I mean, that's, like, very rare for me. Like, my I'll just look at a saltine and gain <laughs> I know. My weight fluctuation is usually just super unpredictable. So, um, I guess my win is, I mean, I, uh, my win is that I've, I am trying to make things work right now without gaining weight and until I can ease back into that, I am like, so happy super for you. healthy lifestyle. This is the, this is the lifestyle goal. Is well, to be my able lifestyle- to eat whatever you want. Okay, my real lifestyle goal <laughs> would be if I could do that and I actually had lost all the weight that I wanted to lose. <laughs> yeah, so if I true. was like at my like goal weight or like a healthier weight and I'm not at like an obscenely unhealthy weight right now, but it's like I, I could definitely lose weight and be healthier. Um, so the real, the real true miracle would be like if I could get down to that and then live this kind of a life. So I'll let you know. But I'm... Let I'm, me know how that goes. But I was real nervous to... Uh, step on the scale um at the gym this past week and mm-hmm. i did and i'm like wait the scale <laughs> wait. something is wrong how did this happen am i not wearing shoes like what's <laughs> going on? and it ended up being fine so i'm kind of like whoo that is awesome yeah so anyway that's my that's my win personal win awesome i love that well my win is more adulting something i don't do very often or very well especially by myself but Major announcement, I have set up a auto savings situation for myself. Oh my God, I need to do that. I did that for a while and then I paused it. I am, (laughs) see, I am so like that. I just, what if I need, I go, what if I need that money? What if, 
what if I comes down to it and I need that back and I want to be able to get it and so I never really do a savings I've done some I've dabbled with some like uh putting things aside in a separate checking but I knew I could like get it if I wanted that's it what I have it. now and it's dangerous it's very dangerous I that was not working at all. I was not saving anything. <laughs> no, I was just the same way. transferring back and forth daily. Like, I'm going to put all this money aside. And then the next day I'm like, but I need a little today. And then the next day I'd be like, I need a little more today. So I would do. This is what I do. I do really well. Like two weeks in a, in a row, I'll like transfer money. And then the next week I'll be like, I've been so good lately. I deserve a pair of shoes. <laughs> and then I take some of that money back out to buy a fucking pair of yes. shoes. That's what I do. Yes. Bad. It's bad, but I'm really proud of myself. I set up an auto savings situation so that every time I get paid, some of my paycheck will go into savings and I'm just going to pretend it doesn't exist. I'm finally being an adult. I saved up a bunch of money earlier in the year and then I spent it all on like my eyebrows. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I thought you were going to say I spent it all on traveling and then you said your eyebrows. Well, traveling too, but mostly my eyebrows. Yeah. But my eyebrows look good. They look really good. They were worth that money. Yeah. That's going to be my recommendation someday. I'll I'll explain my... Stay tuned because I'm going to explain my eyebrows in the next podcast. Yes. Let's let it be a mystery. So go ahead and hit subscribe. Because I know you want to know about Hit it right shit. now. You want to know what's up with my brows. Um, so yes, have, like, major brow, brow financial win. Yeah. <laughs> a brow moment, yeah. That, uh, yeah, major really win for me, win. though. That's I good. feel like I'm going to start racking up the dough, and I'm not going to tap into it. So That's how I felt when I started my um, 401k. Yeah. I'm I mean, like, wow, I'm doing something that's adulting. I don't even know what you're When you get into your 30s, you're like, I got to do something and i just i want to you know while i am in the position that i do have a little bit that i don't need i think it's really important to start saving so that i can like eventually have some equity in something and yeah yeah definitely well that is great maybe some of your responsibility will rub off on me like your witch witchy tendency it's a big turnaround for me because last week my wine was that i drank way too much and had a hangover and now i'm like i started a savings account you know it's all about balance. i grew up in one week it's all about balance though so you know your 20s your 30s are your new teens that's what i'm saying <laughs> i feel like I'm i like doing, that yeah i feel like i'm doing well with that then i'm do- i'm in on terms my of way, responsibilities honey. i feel like <laughs> my, i feel like 30s are the new teens so well, i'm gonna be i'm gonna be huge in my 40s so <laughs> she says it with a look of like such fame. determination i'm gonna be, gonna be racking the next up, big thing in my 40s baby racking up the money uh <laughs> she's gonna have a huge brow enterprise <laughs> it's going to be a billion dollar a year industry so should we move on to the garbage person of the week yes let's see what cameron has to say about this pardon my french but you're an asshole. Asshole. Mind your P's and Q's, Buster. And remember who you're dealing with. All right. Thank you, Cameron. We agree. So on Nina's behalf, I know this is normally Nina's segment, and I will try my best to do it justice. Um, on Nina's behalf, I'm going to share the uh, decided upon garbage person of the week. We know it's going to be a controversial one. And we have decided to choose. It's kind of last week, but we're going to say this week. We've decided to choose kathy griffin for this and uh this has been a a journey it was a hard decision kind of because it's i feel like in a lot of i mean everybody at this point should know if you don't know then i don't know why you're listening to this podcast and under your rock that you're under but um everybody at this point should know she posed for uh tyler shields this famous photographer and took a now infamous picture holding a fake, bloody, decapitated Donald Trump head. Um, and it was, yeah, I mean, it was mostly like silly looking, but just like kind of gruesome as well looking. Um, and it has now become famous. And a lot of people have, a lot of celebrities have come out um, to support her. A lot have also come out to criticize her for this and want her to take responsibility. Um, and I think it's kind of a, uh, I know that with comedy, especially this is tough because comedy can be a gray area, but for us at the wines and wins, the wines and wins family, um, we have decided that we think that this gives people with liberal views, a bad name and people who don't support Trump. It makes them look, um, 
like the crazy people that probably a lot of conservatives write us off as mm-hmm. and it makes us a stereotype and it's also just never okay um like that to me is borderline like a threat on that person's life like i don't believe that kathy griffin's actually gonna go kill them but i feel like it could possibly incite violence um or I feel like you're looking, you're like not agreeing, but I it's okay actually, I, I actually just, take a different stance on this. I'm okay. torn a little bit, but I've been through a journey over the week because when it first came out, I was like, that is horrifying and that's not okay. And it's a terrible thing to do and nobody should do that to an acting president. But over the course of the week, my feelings started to change. And I gotta say, I feel like it, I feel like it's been an overreaction to her. I feel like, um, re- honestly, all bets are off. Like, this is not something... She wasn't making a threat. She wasn't saying, everybody go try to kill him. She wasn't saying, I'm going to kill him. It was... The the photographer came out and made a statement and said, this is art. Like, we are trying to push the envelope. This is the purpose of art. And I feel like that is the purpose of art. That is the place of art. If it's not hurting somebody and it's not threatening somebody, then it should be able to exist in that space. And so I do feel like it's a bit of an overreaction. And I do feel like, uh, I do kind of feel like, what am I trying to say? I think... Yeah, I just I just think we overreacted. I think we were like, it's a threat. But you know what? This space has this new space has been created by Donald Trump. Trump's America and the society right now has created a space where all bets are off. And the things that we used to say are like not okay and it's not okay to do this, it's not okay to do to do that. I feel like he's basically broken down all those walls by not be not a, like adhering to those standards himself. Um, he's able to do all kinds of things that are extremely offensive, and we just say that's just his person. He's he don't pay attention to his tweets. That's just his personality. We don't, don't say that to be honest. Though. No, not we. Don't. We, we, call it we out. as society. I'm saying like I think a lot of society calls it, like yeah, a lot I, of society I, calls it. Out. I think that they say this is inappropriate, but I feel like he's created this space where. There is going to have to be a super dramatic thing to disrupt. I think that she and the photographer were calling to stop normalizing the shit. And I think that by saying this is inappropriate because this is a threat to him, it feeds into the normalization that is frankly terrifying me right now in our nation. Like, I think that by saying, oh, well, in my head, I thought if somebody did that to Barack Obama, I would have been horrified and terrified. So that's what makes it fair. But this is not that situation. This is a different situation. He is a different kind of president. He is purposefully being a different kind of president. He's trying to disrupt the norms of politics and society. And therefore, I don't know why art and comedy wouldn't snap back at this like doing the same thing i think they can and i i have to rebut this um i i think that they can and i think that they have in a lot of ways that have pushed still pushed the envelope uh i mean snl has done a great job of um you know just being relentless on the trump administration and doing a smart awesome job at it and demeaning it at its core which is i think you're right i think it's a different type of presidency and I think you're right in the fact that a lot of us Americans, like I personally and you personally, like we here in this studio personally believe that like we are in somewhat being attacked by this presidency. Um, and we're worried. We're worried about the future. We're worried about ourselves. And we're worried about the country. And we're, for the first time in our lives, actually really, really scared. And we've been through 9-11 and remember it. So that's saying something. Like, I mean... I I am like more scared for the future of this country now than I've ever been. Well, I'm older than I've ever been, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I've never felt the sense of like dread that I do. Yeah. With the now, but I have to say that I do think that there were people who did the same thing after Barack Obama was elected both times. There mm-hmm. were people who hung, hung Barack Obama lookalikes from trees. For and sure. And when I, and they, it got a lot of press and it was just, it wasn't celebrities. It was everyday, it was everyday citizens 
and it got a lot of press. And I remember thinking, that's disgusting. And that to me is a threat. That is a threatening gesture. And anything that is showing violence to a specific person, a specific living person depicting violence, that to me is, I, I'm not, again, I don't think she would actually go to the White House and try to assassinate him or anything like that. But I do think that it is disgusting. And I think it's hypocritical to say, um, let's, let's disagree with this person and <clears throat> let's protest this person that we think that we think um it has pos- possibly very bad and deadly consequences for other people in our country by uh posting images of us comically with his dead person like i just don't think you combat like a threat with violence to me personally and i do think a lot of people i i see both sides i really do i don't i i do think that um I, I do also think part of the reason I'm a little salty about it is because her emotional like press conference or whatever. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I didn't necessarily agree with that. I think it was a little I see weird. both sides. I think what I'm just trying to say little, is like, that... It was a little playing the victim when in reality, it's like if you just would have said... I think there was a correct way to say you were sorry. Yeah, sure. And I think that if you just would have come out and be like... You know what? I was tr- you know what? I, I was doing something that I perceived as art that um I I really believe in um pushing the envelope when it comes to Trump. Yeah. And you know, I, I think I went, a, I went a little too far to a lot of people and I didn't mean violence and I'm not threatening him at all. Mm-hmm. If you just would have said something concise and something like that instead of being like, you know, I've been bullied too. Like that's kind of what her response was. Was like yeah. I was doing something um that and i've been relentlessly cyberbullied and it's like okay really because you're a comedian and you have been comedically bullying a lot of people your whole career yeah so don't start none won't be none like yeah don't open the pandora's box and i don't i don't necessarily agree with the way that she reacted to that at all i think just to summarize my point is that i think that we um have done we as society not we as wines and wins or me and you or anything like that i just think we as society have done a lot of things and we're becoming a little bit um go with the flow normalizing I feel things. Like his supporters and i have, think that if anybody yeah. is going to disrupt and be allowed to disrupt it's comedians it's art it's those yeah. people should be the people who are saying hold on a second this shit is not normal none of this shit is normal and so guess what comedy is not going to be normal anymore if this is what you want Comedy is not going to be normal anymore. And, um, you know, your critics are going to come out and start trying to disrupt things because we should. Because somebody has to disrupt that flow of saying, like, this is not how this works. You can't go off on a rail and say, like, on a tangent and say whatever you want. Right. And not expect people to express themselves. And another thing is that I'm a fan of that photographer particularly Shields, yeah and if you follow a lot of his work that's what he does yeah this is in line with the it's shit very, he does like david la chapelle-esque yeah. yeah so it's not like it was out of left field i i think that feeds into it not being a purpose threat to him because it's in line with the artistic work that that right. photographer had done should he have targeted had should he have used the president should he have maybe thought again about using the sitting president of the united states probably but i also feel like it's not like a direct threat it's not like coming out and saying like this is what i'm going to do to you trump so here right. you go i think it was more like this is in line with the art we want to send a message that is alarming to people because it's a fucking alarming time you know right no it definitely is and i i definitely see those sides and um i have to ask like where is the line drawn like do you think the line like what do you think about when people bring up um his son who's like I think that his son has had to be subjected to his dad talking about grabbing pussies. So I think his son has been already subjected to some horrible things that were his child, his dad's own fault. But I'm not talking about the things his dad said. Those are definitely his fault. I'm talking about like, I feel like there's been more than any presidency I can remember. There's been more presidency aimed at like shots being fired at the child. um, well, shoot at his son. I don't I think feel they like should there target have been comments, him. There have been com- a lot of comments made based on things. Trump is deplorable. I think he's deplorable. I, I want to make that. Cl- I mean, I, I think yeah, but his I, dad I think, is probably his worst influence. So but, I don't know that we should be that worried about. But does it make it okay? Comedians, though? he's not supposed to even be like. 
hearing from. But does it make it okay? Like, this is the thing. Like, yes, he's terrible. There are a lot of people who have terrible parents. But wait, I feel like you're insinuating that Kathy Griffin was... I'm not. I'm just saying, I'm I'm trying to, to establish where is the line where it does go too far. Like, if she wasn't going too far and if she was just, like, inciting conversation about, like, the state of the nation, I get that. But I'm saying, like, what is the line? Because to me, like... I, I've seen a lot of things about like bringing up his son randomly all the time, which is kind of like, okay, him bringing up his son or other no, people? not him, like other people, like people yeah. bring up his son a lot. And I just kind of feel like maybe I, and I don't know, maybe I'm way off base, but I just feel like there are just some things where I feel like I really wish people, it doesn't mean you have to do it, but I wish you, some people could like take the high road a little bit. And I know they're actors and comedians, and like I love stuff that pushes the I don't know I don't think I know exactly what you're referring to like I don't know I haven't heard of people bringing up um, his son we can talk about the fact that like during his inauguration and I'm not I'm not arguing the point I'm like I I literally don't know the backstory of what you're referring to during his inauguration and during like the first month of his pregnancy or pregnancy oh my god I can't (laughs) believe I just said presidency I've had like a glass of wine he's not pregnant I don't think (laughs) but during like the first month of his presidency people I feel like we're just like look at like look at baron like he can't concentrate on anything he's he doesn't know what he's doing like people were like oh he's autistic like what's her name rosie o'donnell came out was like saying he was autistic when it's like okay i know you have a beef with trump but like don't fucking talk about somebody's kid like don't no, that feels do like that. a very That's low gross. road right and so i've just seen some comments and i would hope his parents are protecting him from like media of that sort well i saw i saw the i saw like the the uh billy eichner tweet that was like um said something like well uh so i guess we don't have to worry about what was it it was like i'm totally gonna butcher the quote but he brought up baron he just said like um kathy griffin's not gonna kill so wait uh climate change is less threatening than kathy griffin or something like that (laughs) this week and like i get he's a comedian i get it like i get he's a comedian he's being funny i don't think that this 10 year old boy or however old he is elected to be the son of a fucking asshole is all i'm saying and i feel like yeah i guess i think i think the problem with that is that trump brought his son into that like nobody was talking about him and then he said his argument was that his son saw kathy griffin's image or that was disturbing to his son and that was his argument so like i think but it was a lot of places like i'm just saying I know that like we should keep kids away from disturbing imagery, but like that shit was everywhere on the internet. And so it's like, okay, if your 10 year old doesn't use a fucking computer, then maybe they didn't see it. Like, I don't think that he purposely showed his kid. I don't know what he did. I don't know what he does. I don't Nobody knows. I don't like to think. Yeah, about I don't think personally. people should fire shots at his son on purpose. I don't think that that's okay. But yeah. I, I, I was just saying that I think like the image itself was overreacted i don't think it was good i don't think it was a wise choice i wouldn't do it personally at all um right but i also just think that it was a little bit of like a very harsh reaction up front and then people thought about it more and people changed their feelings a little bit gotcha well i totally totally valid totally see it both ways and um we really need to hurry through the rest of this because we talked a long time i'm like this is going to be so short it's a very passionate thing right now No, it is and um it's very fresh no i like that we can have these types of conversations and i think that what a lot of what you say totally makes a lot of really good points so um Yes. So, Nina, thank you for... Oh, you weren't here, but I hope we did it justice. Thank you for sparking our debate. Thank you for... I like... I personally like healthy debate. So... It's good. I enjoy it. I think it's good. Um, so, okay. That was our garbage person of the week. Do we have a winner this week? We have a winner. Okay. Okay. We agree. We agree on this we one. We agree so on the winner totally. Settle down. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, this, I feel like this podcast would be really boring if we agreed on everything. (laughs) No, I love like being able to talk about these issues. Yeah. Okay. So the winner of the week is the mayor of Pittsburgh. What? What? Okay. I hope I'm not butchering the same, but Bill Peduto. Peduto? Sounds right to me. I I feel like that's got to be it. Um, He, we agree with this guy. This guy's awesome because when... Trump announced that we were going to withdraw, America was going to withdraw 
from the Paris Climate Agreement. Boo. Boo. Bill Peduto came out and said, as the mayor of Pittsburgh, I agree that uh, the city of Pittsburgh is going to adhere to these things. And he put an executive order in place um, to kind of manage those... um, manage those regulations and to say that he was actually going to continue with them. And he's also rallying other city leaders um, across the nation to do the same. And so I think that that is really going to be great for the nation to have people who are taking things upon themselves and saying that even though we might not have the leadership that we want in place, we can put this responsibility on ourselves. We can take control of this situation and we can make um, it better and sort of like fill in the gaps where our administration is lacking. And then of course, Obama, the illustrious Obama came out and said, the same thing, um, similar things, and said that he trusts that these officials are going to uh, rally and kind of make up for that deficit. Um, so his direct quote is, but even in the absence of American leadership, even as this administration joins a small handful of nations that reject the future, I'm confident that our states, cities, and businesses will step up and do even more to lead the way and help protect for future generations the one planet we've got. Love Obama. that. He is a class fucking ass. So, act. I mean, Obama's kind of a winner, too, but that I feel like that's just... Always. That's just oh, kind I of put, I could have put him... I don't know. I love Oprah, too, but I could have put him on Oprah's the Oprah's our thing. resident winner of the week, but I feel like Obama, close second, if oh, yeah. not love tied. And I love Tied for first, he's still, can we say? He's just, like, so invested in... You know, trying to still kind of and plus he's guide just killing it with like vacation life oh and my God. fashion. <laughs> Retirement life is good. It's treating him well. So, uh, oh my God, love, love, love that win. Uh, saw some of that on CNN. I know that uh, the mayor of Pittsburgh and the mayor of Austin, Texas, are um, talking and bringing about other mayors, and that to me, that that's the kind of shit that excites me. Yeah, they're it's, leading the charge. They're yeah, like we're deciding. This is this is what happens when we get. A real shithole of a person in the White House right now. Um, he's not really looking out for the common man, doesn't seem like, uh, and kind of just wants to fill certain people's pockets. Um, to me, this is what's inspirational. It's like seeing people who are stepping up. Like, and we they gotta, care. And we got to focus on that. Like, we got to focus on these people who are stepping up and who, um, you know, don't necessarily have you know anything financial or even really career-wise to gain from this they're mm-hmm. just like okay we gotta do something so that's very cool so yeah. love it seeing feels that. like forward thinking it does and withdrawing from this agreement feels like antiquated thinking i know very i'm just much stating so. the obvious here uh but it feels like can we think about the future and what kind of impact this is actually going to have instead of thinking about Oh, and instead of opening up more coal mining jobs, because that's yeah, literally what Trump said I he wants to do. Say what I want to focus is this on right coal. Now. Really, his like message is his messaging is clearly directed towards his core it followers, oh, yeah. and that is such a small people who gave to his a campaign small and things like that. minority of the population right now, and that is unfortunately the small minority that is all too powerful in this yes. nation. And he is speaking directly to them with this and to nobody else, and that just feels. Right. <sighs> I agree, and that is an. It feels awesome, like sigh. That is an awesome winner, and you know what? I think that uh, I think that we may have a bridesmaid bridesmaid quote that explicit expresses how we feel about you, Mayor. <laughs> Take it away. Don't be more beautiful than Cinderella. You smell like pine needles, and you have a face like sunshine. All right, thanks for that. So, um, real quick. I cannot believe that we have recorded this long. So, um, there's a lot to talk about right now. I know. The world is falling apart. No, it's going to be fine. Okay. <laughs> We're going to get to, <laughs> I have to believe, I have to believe that. That's what so, this podcast is about. Not with these great recommendations. There are good things for every bad thing. So I'm going to get to my recommendations real quick. Like, hold, 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 hold check it out. Uh, first of all, so, Okay reviews I'm, I'm i'm starting like a new little segment here Uh-oh. sub segment of recommendations reviews of previous recommendations yes um i'm going to rate them on the one out of five star rating so 
I went today, took the streetcar in Cincinnati to Finley Market to try out Epicurean Mercantile. Yes. Oh my God. Love this little market so much. I wanted to stay a lot longer. I know. And I went in just going to like buy lunch to take back to the office. And I ended up buying a lunch. I got a veggie quesadilla, which was so good. Did you go to the restaurant in there? Yeah. The restaurant's called The Counter. Yeah. I went there. Well, I, I got it to go. But yeah, I ordered in there. So I got a veggie quesadilla to go and some cilantro slaw that was very good to go. Um, both were delicious. I enjoyed that the quesadilla wasn't just like all cheese. Like it had a bunch of veggies yeah. in it. And I like that. Um, and then also <laughs> I sent the girls a message because I was so excited because they had it's such a collection of halo tops, like flavors that I didn't have and haven't Every had yet. halo top you can imagine. So I got really excited about, so I ended up spending $40 there when <laughs> I went to buy a $10 lunch and I spent $40. But anyway, um, so that five out of five stars, uh, halo top, which Nina had previously brought in some taste tests for us, which oh I loved. God. I went to, I did my click list on Kro- at Kroger yeah. this weekend and I went to pick it up and the first things on my click list were Halo Tops. <laughs> I like was craving it. So I got, I went to I try have and- been on one with that peanut butter oh, kind ever since Nina one. brought the stuff. To I, date, the best one I've had. I, I went to the store and I'm like, maybe I'll just get the peanut butter ones because I was so good. in love with it. So, so, oh, I have a funny story about, a quick story about uh, Epicurean Mercantile too. So I went there and I got, so I had previously, when I got ClickList, I got the, uh, tried all new flavors for me. So I tried the birthday cake, the um, s'mores, and the pistachio. And the, p- yeah. the pistachio was the least amount of calories. I think it was like 260 I've something. had the pistachio, but I haven't had the s'mores. I wasn't expecting to like the pistachio very much because it was the least calories. And I actually really like it. Yeah. So I like pistachio. The key actually. with those, I've realized, is only eating one at a time. If you eat more than one flavor at a time, they start to taste the same. Yeah, or like one out, yeah, outpowers the yeah, other one. Totally. Or, oh wait, overpowers. Overpowers. <laughs> oh, <wine. laughs> Too much wine at this point. One overpowers the other. So if you have like a strawberry or pistachio or something with a little bit lighter flavor, and you try to eat something really sweet, then that just doesn't taste the same. You got to well, eat that, it by itself, and then it's awesome. That was kind of the opposite for me. Like I tried really? them all in a bowl. And I actually really like the pistachio. I like them all. Really? But I ended up like, I think it's because I thought that I was going to like the pistachio the least. Yeah. And I was like, this is you actually had low really expectations for pistachio. So I like that. So s'mores is pretty good. You know what I liked about the s'mores is there's like a kind of like a graham cracker crumble kind of mixed Ooh, in. I like that. That's a nice touch. It doesn't necessarily taste like s'mores though. Like it doesn't, I, yeah. don't, I don't get the, the birthday cake has sprinkles the birthday on it. Cake, the birthday cake was good. Um, so, and then today Uh-oh. when I went to Epicurean, I got, uh, I got another, they had peanut butter cup and I was going to get two peanut butter cups, but I just got one peanut butter cup and then I picked up one red velvet, which I have not tried yet. Oh, I've had that. Is it good? I liked it's the it. Highest I liked calorie. it, but I love red velvet it's cake and it's all red velvet dessert. And that's the highest calorie of, that they have. But I, but it was Can really Can you believe funny. that though? That 316 is the highest calorie I know. of the whole. Of the thing. Like, that's crazy. It's still so good. So I went to pick up my, I like was picking out my stuff and I went to put in my lunch order and the guy behind the counter, like at the count, at the little restaurant area, he was like this big burly looking football player. And he was like, what flavor you got there? He like saw me carrying it. And I was like, oh, it's peanut butter. I was like, do you like these? And he was like, oh, that peanut butter is my jam. And like, we started like <laughs> talking about it. And I was like, oh, they're so good. I think I might go back and grab another one. They're so, so nice there. He was like, I just grabbed, yeah, he was like, I love peanut butter stuff. So I just grabbed one when I was working one day and now I'm like totally hooked. So anyway, yeah. I'm uh, so glad you liked it. You guys, if you're in Cincinnati, you have to check this place out. They're so nice and they're just, they've just opened. So they're very open to suggestions. And if you live in the area and you go in and you say, oh, this is something that I usually buy and I'd love to see it here. They're like taking notes about what they should order and what type of stuff they should have there. Also, and the restaurant people were saying to me, if there's anything like we appreciate your feedback. Mm-hmm. So well, I got this salad and it was there. awesome. And they were like, you know, let us know if you have any suggestions. They're so awesome. So I didn't eat the fries there, but I saw somebody eating fries there they and they look so good. They give you a lot too. So, yeah. They looked really good. I didn't get those, but don't go there if you're trying to portion <laughs> control. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, so that was really good. So I give that place five, five stars. I give the Halo Top flavors all in all. I would give it 
four and a half out of five stars. You be, only so because it's, really it's not real ice cream. Although the peanut butter itself, I would give five out of five stars for sure. Oh, yeah. So, that stuff is really good. So those are my uh, reviews on previous recommendations. And then my recommendation for this week is I watched an HBO documentary um, this past weekend called 12th and Delaware. And I it this is... Uh, it's a documentary about... I'm obsessed with documentaries right in now. In Florida. Oh my God, you'll love this one. In Florida. Wait, 12th and what? 12th and Delaware. So it's the street corner in Florida where on one side of the street, there is a pro-life pregnancy care center. And on the other side of the street, there is a pregnancy care center that performs abortions. Mm-hmm. And it is about these two, these two places in such close proximity and like the amount of like insane chaos that goes on there every day because the protesters will like swarm the 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 care center that does like abortions and they will like swarm them to try to get women to come over to the other pregnancy center where they can't where they don't do abortions. Oh my gosh. And it is insane. Like it's it's pretty crazy to watch it. Um and I'm like I wonder if it's really this crazy. So I for real looked up on Google Maps today. I like did street view on that corner in the, in the picture really? of Google Maps. There's protesters. So, wow. Yeah. So it's just like these people who are really. And then, I mean, after there's another really good documentary, I think, on Netflix called After Tiller, which is about um, Dr. Tiller was this doctor that performed abortions and he was murdered uh, in front of his office um, for being a, a, an abortion performing doctor. And so it's just kind of it was it was the murder that um, wow. made. And this happened, I don't even remember when this happened. It might have been like early 2000s or late 90s. I don't know. But it was the murder that after that happened, like security had to be like beefed up and everything. And like people were scared. But it is crazy. And it's like, it's just insane. Like these pro-life, these, I mean, I'm, if you're pro-life, I don't have any problem with that. But I do have a problem with deception and I have a problem with deception, um, people decepting people who were already really vulnerable. and. The pregnancy care center will on purpose, if somebody calls, like the pro-life center, if somebody calls and says, like, is this the one that does abortions? They will on purpose say, like, yes, come in. We want to see you. And they will make an appointment and the woman will come in and they force her to have an ultrasound, yeah. watch a video, watch a video of a of an abortion happening. Um, and they will tell her, give her pamphlets telling her, like, you could die. You could lose blood and die. When in the reality is that an abortion is safer than actually giving birth. Yeah. Like the, the, if you go to a medical doctor who was allowed to do abortions, it is safer than it would be if you were actually giving birth to a baby. Yeah. So like they fill their head with, they scare them into having the baby basically. And it's just terrible because a lot of the women that they talk to in the documentary are very young. They're, they're very young. Most of them are very young and very poor. And very young, very poor, and the, either the father's not in the life, their lives, or uh, the father the, is not a great, is not a very good person, and is mean, and would not be a good father to the baby. So it's just like, it's very sad to me, and, but it's fascinating, um, this, all this is ta- happening on this one block. Wow. So it shows both sides. I look forward to watching that. So anyway, that's my recommendation. Uh, do you have anything? I do. I have two things quickly. So one is to tag on to our Halo Top extravaganza. Extravaganza. That happened last week. Uh, Kamal introduced me to this ice cream bar uh, that's called Enlighten Ice Cream. It's a bar. I'm going to write that down. And I tried the sea salt and caramel flavor. The bar itself was, I think, like maybe five carbs and 80 to 90 calories. Super low. really low. It was decadent. I almost couldn't finish it. It was so rich. I'm talking, that's that's the level I'm talking. And only 80 to 90 calories. It was so good. So add that to your shopping list. uh, Same section when you pick up your Halo Top. (laughs) We should just have a section for like frozen decadence. Frozen decadence. In our recommendations. It was pretty good. He, I was very skeptical and he was like, here, have a bite of mine. And then I took a bite of his and he was like, I have a feeling that's yours now. And I was like, it's mine. <laughs> smart man. <laughs> Bye-bye. We keep smart men around us. We do. Uh, and then for a TV 
uh, recommendation, the new Sarah Silverman special. I haven't watched it, but I've been wanting to so bad. I'm a Sarah Silverman fan, a super fan. I think her stand-up is some of the best that exists uh, at, like, hands down. Her new special had me laughing out loud, like... I thought it was so good. So I love her too. That's my, I, I don't want to say anything because, you know, with stand up, if you say too much, you give it all away. So just go watch that. Yeah, don't it's give away Sa- any Sarah jokes. Silverman. It's called A Speck of Dust. It's on Netflix, right? Yeah, I think Did so. I, get that right? I think I yeah. saw it. I'm pretty sure it's a Netflix special. So go watch that. You'll laugh so hard. It was amazing in her like tongue in cheek, sassy I way. I love it. I like her too. Well, thank you guys all for indulging us on this one. Um, we, we know we got it. We got into some debate, and you know what? We want to hear your opinion on it. Yeah, enlighten we hear, us. We want to hear enlighten ice cream. We <laughs> enlighten, enlighten, enlighten everything with rich, <laughs> creamy, the very decadent. That's the theme of the show: <laughs> enlightenment. So, um, so again, you can hit us up online. Uh, email we, me and tell me how wrong I am. Yes, seriously, emails. I want to know. We want to, or or me. Maybe it's I'm confusing times. Somebody give me some insight so, to what I'm supposed to feel. If you would like, and we will talk about it, we will talk about it on the podcast if you email us, so just know that. Um, if you could email us, our email is lowercasewineswins at gmail.com. That's lowercase W-H-I-N-E-S-W-I-N-S at gmail.com. We are also wineswins on Instagram. So please follow us on there for, uh, you know, uh, silly diet memes, various uh, feminist just pretty much memes um and also see our beautiful handmade winner of the week and garbage person of the week posters that made by us we are Um, artists we have a special moment that we would like to dedicate to our sister nina who's not here hi nina we love you you know i'll do anything for love but nina what were you thinking I love you, Nina. I've had a lot right. of Okay, we, without <laughs> Nina, the wine. We love you, we Nina. We each had half a bottle, so. You can reach out to us and let us know how much you love Nina and missed her. So, also, oh, also, uh, if you're listening on iTunes, which you probably are, um, please go ahead and rate us if you can. That helps us get more exposure and get more listeners. Tell your friends. Tell your fam. Just tell everybody. Shout our names from the rooftops. Hang a banner from your window. What the yeah. hell? So, and then email us and tell us what we could be doing better. And also, we've we've been privately talking about what our song in the being in the podcast is going to be. We have some ideas, but if you have any ideas, and maybe when we have a few ideas, we'll like let the fans vote if we have fans. fans. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right, guys. Until next week. Zippity doo da. Bye bye now.